All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It's time for the Wally Mathot Show. Now, here are your hosts, Brent Wallace and Mark Mathot. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Wally Mathot Show. I'm Brent Wallace. He's 13-year NHL veteran defenseman Mark Mathot, who's happily not getting ready for training camp. Mm. Eh? Like that's <laughs> gonna be the one thing you don't miss. I don't like I don't want to sound like too, you know, negative, but it's just it's the on ice stuff, right? Like just breaking everything in again, getting your legs going, your hips start to get tight, your groins, um, you're tired. Like you're, you're so exhausted every day. Cause you know, you've been spending summer kind of on your own program and then maybe you yep. mix in the odd skate here and there. So I don't miss that part per se, but, um, but it, it is an exciting time and certainly very exciting for the Ottawa senators this year. Uh, and we will get it and we'll break it down with Austin Watson, who's in and skating. And he talks about all the new faces on the team. Uh, as always, the Wally Mathod Show brought to you by Ridge Rock Brewery, ridgerockbrewco.ca. Go there. 15% off coupon code is WAM Show. You get that for your delivery. Uh, one of the things, Meth, on the weekend, uh, we had our my son's first hockey tournament. I took our good friends at Ridge Rock, helped me out, took a case of beer, uh, cooler of beer. This beer, which is a Norwegian Pale Ooh. ale? No, it's a Lagerdale. It's I can't. It's Spro Vic, maybe. Uh, it rave reviews. So this thing nice. is a fantastically light beer. It's really, really good. So, right up my alley. Um, Love that. It, it became the hit of the the hit. Uh, all the parents really enjoyed it. So um, that is the one I'm telling you to check out. Is the Norwegian pale Norwegian Lager ale? Yeah, uh, that's crispy great. and yeah, no, very good. So we yeah. as always, Ridge Rock Brewery. Ridgedropbrewco.ca, 15% off. Wham show. That's the coupon code. Uh, get to that. Uh, and as always, uh, we're going to talk about Eric Brandstrom with a new deal as well. There's lots of stuff going on, even though it is, I consider this the dog days of summer, Meth, because for hockey purposes, because in July, you still got free agency. You've still got all that stuff. You got signings. Yeah. And then you get to August and it slows right down. And then it's really super quiet once all the RFAs are done. And then you get into camp. And right now, as they build up to training camp, it just gets really quiet. Yeah. Well, I, and, and it's funny you say that because a couple of days ago, I was on my phone, you know, like scanning through Twitter, looking at news, yeah. and there's almost no hockey talk. It's just like, no. you know, just random tumbleweed as far as the hockey world goes. And um, I think, like most people, I'm just, fed up with this month or rather the last yeah. month so excited for training camp and to get started um random random thought i was at a wedding yesterday 
had a lot to drink there early on, lots of tequila going on, lots of hockey talk with some of the guests at the wedding. And it just kind of brought all that back to me. So I'm fired up, man. Ready for, I'm ready for camp. Did they ask you for predictions? Because that's all you hear right about oh, now. Man, I couldn't speak. I couldn't speak. So listen, we get, <laughs> we do the church thing. So this is a huge Lebanese wedding. It's the owner of Gabriel's daughter, the Gabriel's pizza, uh, Christina Hanna and her husband, Charbel got married yesterday. And uh, they're long-term friends of Ellie. Ellie went to high school with them. And uh, yeah, it was quite, quite the festivity, like really well done. Lots of great food, lots of good people. And it was at that, uh, little uh, church on, on Riverside drive. I don't think you guys are probably remotely familiar with what I'm talking about, but St. Elias church, it's gorgeous. Um, but lots of hockey talk going around there and some pictures and all that stuff. But um, you can just tell people are excited for the season to get started here. Cause everyone's asking me about the defense or yep. about the forward group or about the goaltending. And I'm like, you know, watch the show. You'll be it's informed. It. I want now a sound effect whenever we talk about the defense just to start. So whenever you say defense, there's just like a bell rings because yeah. we're going to talk about the defense <laughs> once again. Uh, and that's because Eric Brandstrom has has signed a one-year deal for 900 grand. So yeah. he, it, it's an interesting deal, right? Because this is a you Trio show deal. Me what you can do. Exactly. This is the, the team held all the cards. So I guess the question is, what happens? Is this now become... Does Eric Brandstrom guaranteed a spot because he's got a one-way deal or is he still on a tryout in camp to see what happens? Cause they can effectively waive him and not really lose anything. Yeah, that's tough. I, to, it, from my vantage point, this is, that's right around what I assumed he would sign. Right. Cause uh, yeah. not necessarily, I shouldn't say not necessarily he's unproven really at this point, right. We don't know for sure that he's an established NHL defenseman just yet. Um, you know, you and I were shooting the shit a little bit prior to the show here where we were talking about, or rather you mentioned where there's some flashes of brilliance sometimes and fans really see that. And then, um, you know, maybe later on in the game, he gets beat out of the corner at net front and then you kind of get brought back down to earth. So, um, you know, I think from my vantage point, Wally, and I'll let you kind of give me your perspective after, but for me, it's more, I just want to see more consistency in the D zone from him. Um, I'm not going to get into specifics or another breakdown. We've talked about Eric, you know, at nauseum on the show, because <laughs> it's, you know, it's a contentious topic, right? There's a, there's yep. a large contingent of scent fans that like are convinced that he's in the top four. And I'm like, what are you smoking? Like put the crack pipe down. He hasn't proven himself yet. He's got potential and I'm not shooting that down. I, I do think there's potential there, um, uh, but I, we need to see it more consistently. So I'm thinking this is a huge camp for him. I think it's a very team-friendly signing, and, and it's another depth piece, and it's win-win if he does have a, a, a fantastic start. Maybe he finds a spot in the lineup full-time, but for now, it's show me what you can do in training camp, and that will start with that. But it, And it is based all on potential. Everybody yeah. sees the potential, so they are hoping totally. that this is going to be the game, or this is we saw a power play, and now he's going to be able to run this this yeah. way. So that's I mean, he's a very good power play guy. There's no question. He he's great hands. He can move the puck extremely yeah. well. Yep. There's just he has yet to put it completely together, and that's the difference in a National Hockey so, League player, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, there's there's like two standout things that he does when I'm watching his game uh, transitions. So when there's like a neutral zone transition, and they go D to D, and or maybe he has a little time and he's carrying the puck up the ice. He's really good at that first pass. He's got a lovely yeah. first pass when he's not under a lot of pressure, um, and that is hard to do. And then, as you mentioned, Wally, on the power play or even in the offensive zone, five on five, he's so good at straddling the blue line and finding seams. Like, he's just got a good eye. He's very skilled. So those are things you would expect from him anyway. Uh, but he is very good at those two things. I think for me, it just, when he's hemmed in his own, in his in the in, in the D zone, under pressure, that's when he gets exposed sometimes because he's got a smaller frame and he needs to, that's one area in his game that I, I really would like to see him take a step forward. Is it's all the body positioning. You know, we saw guys like Eric Carlson do it all the time where the smaller in stature defensemen start to figure it out where they're not relying on brute strength. It's all body positioning, sticks, skates. Now, Branstrom is significantly smaller than some of those smaller players. Like he's kind of in a league of his own as far as size goes on the back end. So, you know, and I, I hate talking about that because I know I'm, I was a larger player. So it, it looks like I might be a little biased here. Listen, I want him to succeed. I'm sick of having these debates. I'd like to see him take that step. That's an area that I really want to see him round out is that defensive zone play. I, I guess the point is, and you go back to Eric Carlson. So what was it 
that you saw from Eric about positioning well, that allowed him to be successful? I mean, and maybe I'm gonna, wrong. Like, yeah, that's a great question. And and if you're going to be a smaller player, or maybe just not a physical player, he could be six foot two and really lean or something. He's still considered a skilled guy, right? But in his specific case, if you're going to be that player, you need to bring something, right? Like, what are you going to bring? Well, at that size you're probably going to have to bring some seriously dynamic offensive play. You need to put up numbers. You need to put up, you know, points, assists, second assist, doesn't matter. You need to contribute somewhere. It can't just be, oh, he's a pretty good two-way guy. And But but if the stats are improving that, if you're not backing it up with numbers, it's really hard to make a convincing argument to keep you on the squad, especially at the NHL level when you've got all these studs, you know, like JBD and Lassie Thompson and company coming up, breathing down your neck for a spot. So, you know, I, the offensive the offensive side, lots of pressure there. He needs to bring it. And then, of course, being a little more consistent in the D zone, not getting beat off the wall or at net front on loose pucks. You get to pick the top six for Ottawa this season. Is he a part of the group? Right now, no. But but I would much I would feel a lot more comfortable, Wally, answering that question after training camp. But as it stands right now, I have Sanderson ahead of him. Sanderson has not played a lick. But I've seen Sandy skate a little bit now with the Senseplex. Mm. And, um, you know, obviously with the pedigree that he has and, 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 and all the experience now um, through college hockey and everyone's got these big expectations, you know, I, I see him being in that top four as it stands right now. Things can change during camp, though. Like, where, like, where do you stand on that? So then who's your uh, third pairing left side guy? Good if question. It's not Eric Brandstrom. It's a good question. And that's... That's where and that's the I question, always talk right? about having to bring in a guy to fill in that little yeah. gap somewhere in the lineup where everyone shuffles down. So, but you can't play Eric Branstrom on the third pairing. It doesn't work. I guess you could, but it's it's real tough because you're playing against heavy physical lines that are straight, you know, north-south, dump yes. the puck, pound you down, get control. I feel like he could get exposed there. Branstrom, a lot like Sanderson – which is a tough comparison, will excel playing against skilled lines where it's all about puck possession. I'm starting to wonder, though, uh, because of his experience of just playing in the National Hockey League, if Eric Brandstrom isn't top four and Jake Sanderson is the third pairing guy because of the experience and wait for him to get up to speed. Maybe, but yeah, for maybe in training camp, you're see, you're, you're going to see that for a few games where you're going to see Sanderson on the third pairing or maybe playing lesser minutes against maybe more sheltered yeah. lines where you're going to shelter him. So he's not playing against, you know, Matthews and Marner and that'll just bury his confidence, but who knows, right? Like yeah. with the way he can skate, he looks pretty darn confident with the puck. Like, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. I really do. And I'm, I'm very careful when I say stuff like this about young players, as you know, and you're usually on the same page as me, Wally, where you're like, you know, defensemen, they take a while. I think Sanderson's going to surprise a lot of people. I think he's going to have an immediate impact. Okay, I'm re- I'm ready for the debate because I I think yeah for a such for six players or six spots we spend an inordinate well inordinate amount of time trying so, to decipher these six okay players, these six so guys. let me ask let me ask you this then so you have you know like right now I've got a mock list down but it means nothing like yeah. where you have Shabbat and Hamannik and Branstrom potentially and Zub or whoever or maybe Sanderson on the third with Zaitsev like I these are just names right at this point there's no real structure plus you have Holden Hamannik. Like Hamannick's consistent, you know, like he's not a, he's not the sexiest player to watch. He works hard, but he'll be consistent. Holden was one of their more consistent players throughout the entire year. He's what, not even in the conversation to be playing right now. Like I, there's some players here that we're just skipping over for some reason. Well, I, so my understanding is, and I'm trying to think DJ Smith said the other day on TSN 1200, that Zub is going to start with Shabbat possibly, but that could also be training camp, which he should. I think. DJ Smith will have to go into witness protection if Nikita Zaitsev is in the top six to start the season. <laughs> he's in a, he's in the WITSEC program. No, look, and I, again, and I say this all the time, training camp. So let's see what they can do. Now, typically speaking, your vets are going to be super confident. They'll 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 typically be pretty consistent, pretty vanilla, because they don't want to go too hard in camp. But they won't stand out in a bad way because they're playing against lesser teams or rather lesser lineups. So it's not really a great way to evaluate a veteran, but for the young kids, certainly it is, right? So I want to see what Sanderson can do. A lot will depend on that. If they're confident that he's in that top four going into the first game of the regular season, I think that'll give you a clearer picture as to you know where everyone else fits in the lineup. Now, who's his partner? 
right? Like if you're going to start Shabbat with Zub, who are you comfortable playing Sanderson with? Holden? Travis Hamannick. Yeah. So there you go. Like I, I, I'd be comfortable with either of them. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, anyway. I, I like I don't know the answer, and no, we, we were hoping know. that there would be that there would be an addition to the blue line. So, yeah. be interesting to see, I guess, how it plays out. Uh, yeah. All right, let's move on up front. Uh, there's been a lot of chatter of how many 30 goal scores Ottawa may have. All this now, Sports Interaction, our good friends, uh, SportsInteraction.com/slash thought Go there, sign up. Uh, they will match up to five hundred dollars welcome bonus of all the qualifying sports that you place. Um, sportsinteraction.com so if you go there they have now who or how many 50 goal scores with the national hockey league had this year there were four last year which i thought was a low number it felt like there was more but there were only yeah. four so do you a do you think there are more than four 50 goal scores this season do i think there are more Ugh. yeah how many how many players i don't need you to name them are going to score 50 goals this season. no i mean i four to me sounds relatively realistic think about I mean, I don't have the numbers in front of me here, but think about like even 10 years ago, Wally, when it was such a big deal for even Ovi to, to reach 50, right? And he was a pure goal scorer. So you're seeing it more now because players are just better, right? Like you're seeing much yep. more skilled guys coming into the NHL, having that impact right away. And they're so freaking skilled. So four, I feel like it'll climb. That number will inevitably climb. Now, will it jump from four to eight this season? I don't, obviously I don't believe that, but um, I certainly think it's entirely possible that we'll just consider we'll see that trend kind of, you know, slowly go up over the next few years. So, it, um, you know, it, well, it, I will say number. interesting because goal scoring is at the highest. I think it's 3.14 yep. per game, uh, which is the highest since 95, 96, when everybody seemed to be getting 100 points. In 50 exactly. Back then. Yeah. Uh, so is there an Ottawa senator in that mix? Is Alex Debrinkett? 50? Ooh, gonna hit 50 for the only there's only been one 50 goal score in auto senator history as everybody I, knows you know what and it's yeah it's funny you say that well you know i'm curious to hear what you say i like for me like we talked about to bring it right away when they picked him up and i was like well you see the highlights like it was all patty kane setting up <laughs> but 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 having said that i mean now you bring in Giroux and you got timmy superstar stutzla down the middle like that's that's there's potential there. It's entirely possible that he, I mean, 50s a stretch, but based off that interview we had with him, it seems like sky's the limit for him. Like he's that kid is hungry. And then of course, with Norris and that one timer have teams caught on to it. Right. Like, is that's the question now? Well, he scored 35. They didn't do a very good job of catching on to it. I know well, that that was my follow-up point was like, you know, I played against tons of players that like Kucherov, Ovechkin guys that had their little sweet spots you know, on their power play, yeah. on their respective Danny power Heatley. plays, I should say, where they'd have that automatic point shot or, or or slot shot coming in. And oftentimes, there's not much you can do about it. They just get into that groove where you're like, yeah, you know, you got to tip the cap. So, you know, I think there's potential there. But, man, like, that's that's a tall order on this team right now. But you never know. I think there's potential with Norris for sure and to bring it. I wouldn't go beyond that, those two. Okay, here's the question that I have of that is, if they're in a playoff hunt, I don't think Alex Dabrinkit gets to 50. I think if they're out and they're a lot more relaxed and things are loosey, kind of goosey type, maybe that they get, they get to, that he may have a chance at 50. Like I, and, and, and I will say like, like this is what a great situation this team is in though. But like Brady, you know, Brady, he's going to hunt for 30. That's his thing. Um, and then of course you got to think you're going to get at least that from Josh Norris. And then you look at Batherson, who was an all-star. They got kind of got forgotten about a little bit toward the end of the season because he got injured. He's going to come right. to camp very healthy and motivated to play again. And then you got Stutzla. We don't even know what his potential is. So you've got at least a handful of guys that are going to be pushing for 30-plus goals, which is very freaking impressive. I think all six get 30. I'm just think so? kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I hope you're right. Yeah. Could you imagine? Anyway. There's no chance. Um, all yeah. right, last topic before we get on to Austin Watson, and that is which former senator will score the most points this season? And I've only gone to these five because yeah. um, it's it's my game. Uh, Colin White in Florida, uh, or Chris Tierney or Michael Delzato, also in Florida. Connor Brown in Washington. Zach Sanford in Nashville. Do you want to answer it first? Well, I, yeah, because I'm easy. Uh, Connor Brown, I think. I just in Washington, they're a, a that's great an easy team. One. That's, they're they're moving. So I and and he's consistently done it. So Connor Brown's my guy. Okay, so it depends. 
I I think the auto the automatic win in this specific question is for sure Connor Brown. Like, there's no question because he'll be playing top two line minutes, right? Whereas Colin White was sort of my sleeper pick in this, but he's probably going to be on that third line, right? So who's he playing with? I think right now they have him slotted with like Lundell and who's the other guy that he had? I had it written down here. Oh, Nick Cousins. So like, it'll depend on opportunity for Whitey, right? Like, where's he playing in that lineup? Are there injuries? Does he climb up? Does he get a little power play time? But either way, I am cheering for Whitey to put up some good yeah. numbers this year. I think everybody is. But yeah, I think the the the, the safe pick Wally is obviously Connor Brown. Yeah, uh, no, I, I unless you, know what, you want I to grab Sanford in there. <laughs> I didn't understand the trade. I, well, I understood it for dollars and cents, but I didn't. Yeah. I, I didn't like the trade, and right. I still I'm not a big fan of the player. Just great size, just doesn't use it. it now. As a player, yeah. you've probably had a few of those in your lineup before or on your roster. Are they frustrating uh, to have when they don't use their skill set? Yeah, well, I mean, you play with guys like this your entire career. And oftentimes, these are players that like you could see it in the American League, for example. Like we played with, um, uh, when I was in the American, uh, American League playing with Syracuse, we had Sergei Fedorov's younger brother. I forget his first name. Oh. I, Fed's his yeah. younger brother. Anyway, the point is, completely different player like but but like a stud skill like in practice this Fedor. this guy was like no. six foot five 230 pounds spoke perfect english um incredibly skilled but just could never make the jump because he was just lacking a little bit of that extra like edge and um but, but a prime example of a guy that just can't fit quite figure out that evolution between the american league and playing in the nhl consistently and that's that's a thing that you see happen all the time. And that's what differentiates all 700 NHL guys from, you know, the rest of the pack around the world. So um, a lot of it's mental getting over those hoops, not being intimidated, playing with a little bit of a chip on your shoulder, being constantly motivated, work ethic, yada, yada, yada. I could go on and on, but yeah, it's, it's frustrating because you know what they can do. And oftentimes yep. these guys are far better than you are in certain areas of their game. And you're thinking like, how can you just not put it together at that next level? But it's all mental. Uh, Feder Fedorov. Better. His name. Uh, I won the trivia question. We played a two touch uh, just, game. I, re I still remember in the basement playing a two touch, which for those listening, it's like a, a keep up soccer game, right? For a warm up prior to games. And I remember going for a loose ball and kicking it as hard as I could. And it smoked him right in the face. Like I'm talking flush. And he wouldn't talk to me for a couple of days after that. Was he, <laughs> he wasn't your partner in the two touch? No. Oh, there. Yeah. Okay. Good. Right. Really good. I'm not. I'm not. This isn't. This isn't me trying to get a hate on here. By the way, he's yeah. a good dude. Just, you know, we didn't see eye to eye after that. Oh, that's so good. Uh, just a reminder: the Wally Mathot Show brought to you by Ridge Rock Brewery. Go to RidgeRockBrewCo.ca. Uh, use the Wally Mathot coupon code fifteen percent off. Try the Amber Ale Blonde, American Pale Ale, or even their Norwegian Lagerdale. Uh, get the order and get home delivery. That is Ridge Rock Brewco. Right back. Uh, coming up with the Austin Watson interview. Welcome back to the show, and now welcome in nine-year NHL veteran, about to be your ninth year, Austin Watson, playing your third year with the Sens. Uh, how's your summer been, sir? Summer's been good. Uh, excited to be back, but it was, uh, you know, it's always, you know, you don't make the playoffs. Uh, the summer's a little too long, um, but, you know, it gives you, time to, gives you time to train, get healthy, and I think uh, now just excited to be back. Did you go anywhere? Any trips? I think you had a golf trip. Did you not? I did. I, yeah, I did. I had to, uh, we had to move our meeting on here. Uh, I was in Scotland about a week and a half, two weeks ago, which was awesome. Um, I've been two years ago, Jen and I went to Paris around the same time and I kind of like trying to save my off week or, or a little downtime training kind of right in the right in the middle of August there. Cause everything's going to ramp up right when you get back to right when you get back to the city you're playing in and, and camp's going to get going. So nice little uh, mental and physical reprieve um, over in Scotland. The golf was fun. It was, uh, it was really cool. Does it suit your game? Those courses? Uh, depends downwind. Yes. Into uh, <laughs> the wind. No, uh, I have, you know, I, I'm, I'm decent. I play a lot of golf in the summer, but I, I feel like 
as hockey players, we all have the tendency to kind of cut across the ball and put a little bit of that cut spin on it. And cut spin into the wind is not good. <laughs> the ball just balloons up and it's just like, ah, shit. <laughs> Did you have so, to have caddies? Uh, yeah, you do take caddies. So we walked uh, and played eight rounds in five days. Good group of guys from uh, the course I'm at in Nashville. Uh, so you have caddies. A lot of the caddies are, it, it's cool. The economics of golf are so different over there. Um, they try to make it just more available to everybody. So, you know, we played Royal Dornick, Royal Aberdeen, some of these places and the caddies are members. Um, you know, they're, they're members at the club and then they hop on the bag and, and walk with you. So it's, it's a really cool, uh, it's really cool golf culture over there. Neat. Uh, you're back in Ottawa now, correct? Back in Ottawa now. Been here, uh, what, about a week? Yeah, been here since last Sunday. Um, getting back, getting going, skating with the guys. It's been great. Now, some of those guys have been here and skating earlier. Uh, what was it like the first time you put the skates on? Uh, it was okay. I actually had a um, pretty fortunate, um, you know, we were in Nashville for a lot of the summer, so um for whatever reason i think the the trainers there still like me i don't know i must have been nice to them when i played there so <laughs> they kind of they kind of took care of me and uh so I skated with a lot of those guys um before coming out here and i mean it's nice anytime you're around i don't know if you stuck around ottawa math but i mean it's been good out here too you got some you know you got some guys skating with you uh, you know Weger, carlson pagers out there um it just helps the it helps the skates a lot so i had some good skates before coming here so i wasn't too rusty um uh, but the drive always gets to you i feel like the back tightens up and you feel a little little mobile out there for a couple of days but um feel good now uh so were you anxious to get to ottawa this year after all the changes that have happened yeah definitely um it was a big summer, um, you know, different, uh, you know, than, than my two, my first couple of years here. And I know different than, you know, a few years uh, prior to me getting here. So it's uh, yeah, there's a, definitely a new level of uh, excitement and, you know, optimism coming back. So, you know, especially when you add new faces, you want to get on the ice as early as possible with guys. Um, you want to, you know, you want to build that, you want to build that team, um, you know, that team culture, that camaraderie, um, all that stuff. So, you know, getting in with, you know, there's, there's no pressure right now. Um, you know, we're what first week of September. So it's nice to get out there and mess around and, you know, give some guys some shit and, you know, really create that uh, little bit of bond before you get going. Um, so it's, yeah, definitely was excited to get back here and, uh, and pumped to be back now. Wadi, do you feel like a, I don't know, I want to say this because obviously you're not an old person by any means, but you're obviously one of the older guys now on this team. Do you feel a little bit of an added responsibility to kind of talk to these young kids now or take them out for dinner or just shoot the shit with them a little bit more? Like, do you go out of your way to do that kind of stuff? Yeah, I think so. I think it's, you know, everybody's comfortable with doing different things. Um, but for me, that's kind of, I'm a pretty outgoing person. Um, yeah. You know, I can, uh, you know, I've also seen a lot. I've seen a lot and been through a lot. So, um, yeah. you know, for me, that's something that I, you know, just kind of inherently take on. Um, you know, I, I love getting to know these guys. I like taking them out to play golf or just, you know, messing around in the room and just helping them feel comfortable because, you know, everybody's at their best when they, you know, you're not walking on, you know, eggshells coming into the room and all that stuff. Yeah. There's still a little bit of, uh, you know, younger guys told the line a little bit, make sure you take care of, uh, you know, take care of your area, um, you know, clean up after yourself, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it, it's better when everybody's comfortable. So yeah, that's something for me that I don't have to work too hard at. It just kind of comes, um, you know, a little bit natural, uh, a little bit inherent. Um, but it's always good to get back in town a little early to, you know, to see the young guys. Some of these guys have been here, you know, off and on throughout the summer. I know Sanderson has been here a lot. Um, you get some of these guys in here that, um, you know, have been here the whole summer. So it's good for them to see new faces too. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's weird, right? Like when we came into the league, at least when I came in, like it was a little bit different. Like vets were pretty hard on the young guys. That was pretty normal. There was a little more razzing, but now all these young kids that are coming, you just mentioned Sanderson, like they're, they're like NHL ready and they're, they like have a big role to fill on that team. So I feel like that's gotta be a weird thing to navigate. Like 
Sandy, you got to go pick up the pucks, man. But meanwhile, he's playing 22, 23 minutes the following yeah, night. Yeah, don't worry about it, kid. I got him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is definitely, it's it's just that I think the way that the, you know, the, the game has changed, and especially yeah. with, um, you know, with salary cap and things like that, um, you get these kids on their entry-level deals. It's a, and if they're ready to play, it's, it's a, it's a great cap option. Right. So yeah, I, I always felt like, you know, when, when I was, I spent three full years in the minors um, and Me you too. get your chance, you get your chance when you require waivers. That's just how it was. You didn't really even, yeah, you might've got called up for a game or two throughout your entry level, just cause it's a, it's a free call up without waivers. But, you know, other than that, you spent time in the minors. That's where you kind of, that's where you hone your game. That's where you got physically ready to, to play in the NHL. And now it's not like that at all. Um, yeah. You know, the, the game is younger. It's faster. These, these young guys are, you know, <laughs> physically fit enough to play in the NHL at 18, 19 years old, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, wild. I wasn't, <laughs> I was, I was scrawny. There was no way I could keep up at that pace, but you know, now they are. So it, it definitely is a different feel. Yeah. I, I don't want to, Harper on a sore point, but you are the second oldest forward on the team at 30. Uh, got me. He's got to be older than me. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's 34. Speaking of which, uh, you've played eight years in the National Hockey League. Have you had run-ins with either Claude Giroux or Alex Dabrinkat, your two new teammates? G a little bit more than Dabrinkat, just because G can get a little bit mouthy out there and he's, he's super competitive, which I love. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think there's a, there's a few, uh, you'll see pictures every once in a while as you get going along, whatever it's the social media. And there's, I think there's one of me and G just like, I don't know what it was. Like I have this stupid smile on my face and he's kind of giving it to me. He, uh, but you also kind of get to know guys, you know, skating with them in the summer, especially cause he's a local guy. Right. So, you know, we had some good, uh, you know, good fun battles out skating last year. And then you plan during the regular season, you kind of go at it a little bit, but I will say, uh, I do have a pretty good G story. Um, it was right after, it was right after I'd been suspended in, what was that? 2018, 2019. Um, and I was just coming back and, you know, guys are always pretty respectful, but I remember I played Philly maybe in one of my like third or fourth games back. And, um, you know, I'd, run up next to G and like nobody really says anything, but G was, you know, asked, you know, just out of the blue, Hey, how you doing? Is everything all right? Hope everything's going good. Glad to see you back on the ice. And like that, that for me went a long way. You know, he's the captain of their team. He's been around, you know, for a long time. So um, ever since then, I had a lot of, uh, I had a lot of respect for G um, and, you know, get, you, you get to know him on a little bit of personal level. We kind of go at it a little bit um, just because he's super competitive, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that for me, I had a, I had a lot, I had a lot of respect for him in the first place, but just because of the player that he was, but uh, you know, a lot of respect for me, um, you know, ever since that kind of, that kind of moment. So that was cool. Uh, I want to ask you about both of those guys. I'm going to break it down into each question. That is, what does it mean to this team to have a guy like Claude Giroux, who's been a captain, who's been so good for a long time on this roster? Well, it's, it's huge. It, it really, it really, um, not just on paper, but kind of in the, the feel of how you're going into the year, um, you know, to, to bring a guy like Claude in that, you know, uh, um, has had so much success in the NHL, he's an elite player. He still is an elite player um, to, you know, to come in here and, you know, for us to go out and get a guy like that, it kind of signifies a little bit of a, a change in direction for our group too. You know, it, that hits home. It's like, all right, well, yeah, let's, uh, let, let's get our, let's get our shit together. Let's step it up here. Cause um, you know, it, it's, it's a push forward in the right direction toward, toward winning Then you know, there's so many, you know, there's different levels. Teams are always at different levels, whether it's rebuilding, whether it's kind of retooling, whatever it is. But that for, you know, that signing for us is, a you know, kind of a, hey, all right, let's go ahead and take a step forward. And let's add uh, a 41 goal score, uh, if you will, of Alex Brinkett to the mix. Like, uh, you don't find 40 goal scores every day. So I, I just as a player on your team, what was your reaction? <laughs> I, I was, I, I didn't 
you know, obviously you keep track of things during the summer and you kind of see the rumor mill and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, that, that one caught me kind of out of the blue and anytime you can add it, he's not a, he's not an old guy either. He's a young player that has had so much success early on can score 40 goals. I mean, like those, those guys are just elite talents, you know, um, you, you can teach certain things. You, you can't teach that, you know, that's a, that's an instinct. That's a, you know, that's a, that's a God given ability to be able to put the puck in the net like he does. And, you know, it, it just automatically makes you so much more dangerous as a team. Um, so, and, and being a good Michigan kid, like he is, um, you know, a nice, uh, always good to get some of those guys in the room, get them on, uh, you know, get them on my side a little bit. Um, always have a little soft spot for the, uh, the Michigan guys. So, uh, he's been great. Got to know him a little bit over the last little bit, took him out. Uh, we played some golf. Um, he's got a weird thing is he's got like a golf sponsorship from swag golf. Uh, it's a company out of Chicago and it's a putter. Well, it's a putter and like putter head cover company, but he can't putt. I didn't understand it. He, he chips it well, but he can't putt. But he's got this like putter sponsorship. I was I was very confused. You might have to rethink the sponsorship. Uh, I was going to bring up the Michigan native because now you there's three of you on the team. Uh, do you feel a little bond with the three of you and uh, being Shane Pinto, the other one? Pence? No, Pence from, Pinto. Uh, Pence from New York. Yeah. Norris. Yeah, Josh Norris. There, yeah. There's so many young guys. I can't keep them straight. PSN fact check. There it is. That's what I'm here for. That's why they, that's why they got rid of me. <laughs> uh, no, you do feel you do feel like a little uh, a bond, a little soft spot for those guys. Just, I mean, when you just talk about kind of things going on in the world, or you know, you can you talk about back home. You're like, oh, I was over here, and oh, off this street and that street, and you know how it was when I was there, and um, you know, I grew up, I grew up playing in in Plymouth at, at, at Detroit Compuware and you know, those guys are always skating down there and um, yeah, it definitely uh, creates a little bit of a, a little bit of a bond early. Which is going to lead me into our pearls of wisdom edition because, uh, and I'll get to it after eight months ago, we had you on the show and I brought up a point and it was a sore point with you. And so we're going to come back to this. Uh, here we go. Pearls of wisdom brought to you by BEI Bonisher excavating Inc. See them for all your land landscape needs at bonishereexcavating.com. Okay. Here we go. 213. That was your season high in hits for your career uh, last season. Mm. 63. That was your block shots to lead all sends forwards. Nine Watsons have played in the national hockey league, but only one of them was American. That'd be you. Uh, and three points at Detroit. That was the first time you scored uh, at your home state farm. And you, so when I had you on last time, I brought it up, but it, you hadn't scored in eight games. So did it feel good to get your first points in Detroit? Yes, it felt great. I, uh, I remember us talking about that. And I hadn't, I hadn't really played well there or against them in general, but um kind of maybe maybe talking about it was a good thing kind of got over that hump and uh was able to i think if i'm if i'm correct score a couple more goals against them uh toward the end of the year um uh, as we went along so yes that uh sore point turned into a uh, a huge positive last year so thank you uh last game two goals three points if i'm not mistaken and plus three uh so uh, did you keep the puck <laughs> no 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 keeping the puck but i'll uh i'll keep it in the memory bank try to uh try to keep building on it add some little confidence back there well uh, hey, i want to interject quickly wally because we didn't touch on this yet wadi world championships yeah tell us about the experience because i i played in a few of them and i know i know you've played and represented your country before i think you played u18s and you also played world juniors right yeah yeah. So what was it like, man? Like, cause I yet, yet an A on your sweater. I was obviously in Toronto doing some of the coverage and I watched you guys for a little bit and you had a big role in that team. And I know you were an assistant captain. You're one of the older guys. What was it like? Yeah, it was, it was cool. I, I, I joked, um, I think early on, uh, I'd kind of retired from international hockey or representing <laughs> team USA for after world juniors. That was kind of it for me. So, yeah. um, to be asked to go, it was, it was really cool. Um, 
you know, super humbling. Um, just, uh, you know, as you get older, I, I don't know, those chances start to kind of go away and you know, you'd rather be in the playoffs. Um, but if, but if you're not going to be in the playoffs, that's a, that's a great consolation. And I was, uh, I was super excited to go over there and, and, and help out in any way that I could. Um, you know, we, we had a younger group, so yeah. it was nice to, uh, you know, to go over there and kind of be a little bit of an elder statesman and, you know, just, you know, help, help with that team, team building and, and all that kind of stuff. It's, uh, it definitely felt pretty natural and it was, uh, it was, it was really fun. Did you find did, like with me, at least when I'd go over there, like there were guys I hated, like Alex Burroughs, Dion Phaneuf. There's a BXO was another guy that I played with there. These are all players that I was completely unfamiliar with, like off the ice. And then I realized oh, I'm getting along with these guys. Like they're good dudes. You know what I mean? So was there anybody in particular on the team that you just despised playing against that kind of end up getting along really well with? No, there weren't really any guys. I mean, we were so you guys were we, so young. We eh? were definitely yeah. young, but it was nice in terms, you know, in terms of that. Um, you know, I hadn't I'd played with Seth Jones since my yeah. first year in Nashville, and my first year in Nashville was a little bit of a, a little bit of a shit. So uh, yeah, you can go downstairs. Sorry, little ones interjecting. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Then sit on the couch and watch your iPad. I'll be done in a few minutes. Um, yeah, so. Sorry about that. You know, it's all good. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I hadn't played with Jonesy since my first year in Nashville. And it was, uh, you know, that year was a little bit up and down for me. And then he got traded to Columbus. So, you know, you get an opportunity to reconnect with guys, Um, you know, a couple guys, you know, John Hayden, who was in Buffalo, who, um, who I'd fought uh, last year. He kind of, I don't know if he sort of jumped me a little bit. I gave him a little bit of shit. It was a clean hit. And, I didn't, uh, you know, there was no reason to have any sort of fight, but I, we, you know, you, you talk about those kind of things, you laugh about it when you're there. So yeah, yeah. it was cool. Uh, it was cool to get to, you know, play with some of those guys. Nice. Is there anybody you fought that you don't want to talk to no, like that really. you've met afterwards and you're like, mm. no, I wouldn't. No, not really. Um, you know, I think, I mean, and again, this, things like this make me feel a little old. Like there's that, you know, they, there's the code, you know, it's just, it's part of the game. You know, you're not, you're not really taking any like dumb liberties on guys when they fall down and things like that. Like there's just, you know, kind of a, a little bit of a structure to a very um, you know, different way of, of dealing with things. Uh, so no, I, I have a lot of respect for anybody that's, you know, it, nobody wants to open themselves up to one getting beat up by another guy getting punched in the face, potentially getting injured. And then nowadays you have to deal with the um, kind of social media scrutiny of guys typing on their keyboards, calling you soft. If you lose a fight, like it's crazy, it's a, it, it, you know what? It's crazy. So I have a ton of respect for really anybody that's willing to, you know, willing to stick their neck out for their teammates. So I, you know, there's not probably not, I don't, I don't think there's anybody that I could name off the top of my head that I've been like, no, that guy, that guy's a jackass. Like I don't like him. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, I wonder how many keyboard warriors would be willing to drop the gloves, like bare fit and bare knuckle fight in front of 18,000 people on a regular I'm sure basis. There's some. I'm sure there's some guys. That oh, I'm sure there are, but not, they'd get worked not too many. <laughs> uh, part of the reason I, I I'm not sure. If, I don't know when you got asked about the world championships, but you finished the year extremely strong your month of april was seven goals 10 points 16 games plus seven uh, scored in your final game the season finale like i guess what did that stretch do for you mentally going into the summer i think uh, anytime you can you, you play well it helps build confidence um you know for me it's been kind of uh you know it's been kind of a long road back in terms of you know, offensively or just kind of getting back to myself um, since, you know, in 2017, 18, I scored 14 goals. I had a bunch of shorthanded goals. Like I, I felt like I was starting to become a little bit of the player that I, you know, that I had envisioned myself being. And then, you know, life happens, Um, you know, went through a a stretch of a couple of years there where it got, uh, it got difficult. And I feel like, you know, ever since then, I've kind of been working to just kind of find myself in, inside of the inside of the game again and really just get comfortable, um, you know, 
playing the way that I know that I'm, that I'm capable of. Um, you know, I, I've, it may not be flashy. I'm not the greatest, uh, you know, visual skater in the world or anything like that, but I've always had an ability to, you know, find a way to, uh, to score goals and help, um, you know, help produce that way. So, uh, it definitely did feel good to see the puck go on the net. And anytime you do that, it's, uh, it helps, you know, helps your confidence and helps you kind of realize what you are capable of. It's what, what I don't know what it's like as the player, but I know when you watch the bench, when you see, the guys that don't typically score start putting pucks in the net and how it excites the rest of the bench. Like, could you feed off that or feel it? Absolutely. Anytime you get, you know, secondary scoring, that's, that's one, that's kind of how you, how you win in this league. Your top guys are going to, you know, they're going to produce some nights, maybe not. And some nights more than others, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, a guy like a guy like Brady's going to score 25, 30 goals. Like it's going to happen. You know, anytime you can get timely goals or um, consistent production kind of up and down your lineup, um, you know, that that's huge. It's, it's not just huge for the excitement of the group, but it's huge for, you know, the overall aspect of the game. That's that's how you that's how you win. You see it throughout the playoffs, um, you know, depth guys, you know, role players scoring big goals. And, you know, people, I think, tend to forget that you know, we are the best in the world at what we do. Like, even though, you know, you might have a guy playing on a third or fourth line, still pretty darn good hockey player and still has, uh, still has mm. a, a lot more, a lot more talent than, um, than you, than you think. And, um, you know, when you see guys start to, uh, you know, show what they're capable of, it's, uh, it definitely is exciting. So uh, there's lots of talk about who's going to be on which power play unit this year and all that. Which one will you be on? Uh, the fourth one, <laughs> the, the, the fourth one, the one that, go, the one that gets put together in practice when you're working, when you're working with the penalty kill that, uh, the guys that don't normally kill and you get working with those guys. I'll, uh, I'll go on that one and stand in front of the net. <laughs> uh, fair enough. I, I want to come back to the summer skates. Cause it just seems like there's so much excitement around this team. Is there much chatter in the room or on the ice about just this upcoming season and what is potentially in front of you? No, no, not too much right now. I think right now it's, um, you know, it's still early. It's a, it's a great opportunity, like a feeling out process for guys to get to know each other, um, for guys to, to feel comfortable with each other. I'm sure, you know, it's above my pay grade the the staff and the management will put together their ideas for what they want to do for training camp and get guys playing with each other and all those kind of things but it's just good for us to to get out on the ice together and um you know get that camaraderie but you know i think just in general we all are you know we all know and we're all of the understanding that we need to get off to a better start um you know you can't you can't win the cup in the first month of the season but you can put yourself really really far behind the eight ball and we've kind of done that a little bit over the past two years. So, um, you know, for us, it's, it's really, it's taking it, you know, day by day, um, game by game, but at the same time, having an increased focus on really getting off to a better start, giving ourselves a chance to, um, you know, to compete and not fall so far behind. That's really well said. I totally agree. Wadi. And you mentioned, you know, a new group trying to feel each other out. Have you heard anything as far as training camp goes, Are you guys doing like some sort of getaway at any point or anything like that? I'm sure we will. I think um, we do the, you know, we're going out to the Newfoundland and Halifax or is Halifax in Newfoundland? I don't even really, I'm not good <laughs> on my Canadian geography. No, they're I'm in separate way. provinces. Okay. All right. Well, I already don't know what I'm talking about, but I think we play a couple <laughs> games up there. So, uh, you know, that'll be good. And, you know, we'll, we'll uh, you know, with the, you know, Brady and, and Shabby getting back here, we'll talk amongst the, Amongst the group, I'm sure we'll get some, uh, whether it be dinner or, um, you know, a couple get-togethers going on here um, yeah. as we get going. But I think that trip out to uh, Halifax, Newfoundland, PEI, wherever we're it's going. It's all the uh, same. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say anything back because I've never even been there. I'm sure I'll enjoy it. But You're uh, going to love it. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll go out there for a few. Days. So there's I'm no sure. like, there's no like boot camp or anything. Yeah, I'm sure you've been on some teams, Wadi, where you've had to do oh, some yeah. stupid boot camp bullshit. Well, I, again, it's the the game's different now. You can't even do that to the young guys anymore. <laughs> like, you just have to really like make sure everybody's feeling good and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, my first year in Milwaukee, we went um, 
I think it was on the border of uh, Illinois and Wisconsin. There's a, there's a U.S. Naval base there. We yep. went there and did uh, oh, we went there and did a day with them. And oh my God, was that hard? We got in the pool with these guys, and they're all like half of them are D1 Olympic swimmers, and you're just like Wild. I can barely get from one end of the pool to the other. And I don't yeah. think, I don't think I swim poorly, but I don't swim like that. <laughs> and then you got to go get on the beach, carry those bags around, and they're screaming and yelling at you. That yeah. used to be team building. Now it's uh, now it's get everybody together and you know pat each other on the back and get to know everybody. So it's a little different, but maybe yeah. it's better that way. I don't know. Fair enough. Do you do you have any training camp stories? Training camp stories? Um, no, not really. I mean, the last two years have been weird with COVID. Yeah. <laughs> the weirdest training camp I've ever done was probably my first year here coming and living at the Brook street for two weeks and quarantining and then starting training camp in January. That was, that was definitely different. The whole, uh, the whole restart too, with the, with the bubble and the playoffs, that was kind of wild. You had two training camps in one year. You had to come back after like a three month hiatus of not being allowed to go to a facility and then just hop on the ice and get ready to go play playoff hockey. So that, that was definitely different. Well, I've done a, cool, a couple of cool different things. Um, I think one of my years in Nashville, we were down in, you know, in, in Ottawa, we played the Leafs in Montreal a hundred times during the preseason. Um, in Nashville, we played Florida and Tampa all the time. So we went down to, um, went down to Boca and spent a week down in Florida. Um, it ended up being a really bad year for them. I was in, I was in the minors, so I don't think they ever did that again. <laughs> well, you're probably, you're, you're probably not having a fight. Like I'm sure that's changed a lot too. Hey, eh, Watts, like you're probably not fighting nearly as much as you have in the past. No, there's, I, I don't even know what all teams rules are, but I, I think general consensus is there's not, you're not fighting in training camp. You're not trying to beat up your teammates. You're not trying to, you know, have guys getting hurt. Um, yeah. you know, there's less fighting obviously in the game so you kind of you kind of know hey now look at this now this is huge what an impromptu ever know anybody know this guy it's Brommer who finally makes an appearance on the show that sends the senator's legendary one of the equipment managers and he's a beauty the grass. It's done. It's done. Yeah. The grass is done. Yeah. Uh, oh, so you, what, what, what do you have them cut your grass? Oh, yeah. Good to see you, Brommer. Nice to see you, fellas. Have a great day. Wow. This is going to be a rating. Uh, he's boom. a beauty. That, that, that he is awesome. Oh, Brommer is the best. I honestly don't know what I would have done or what I would do, but what I would have done first coming here like we we were at the brook street had to move into our house during the first road trip in the quarantine year and brommer brommer and his buddies come over they unload the whole house with oh, yeah. uh, jan and they he's a he's a godsend what a great uh what a great guy he he works as hard as anybody i've ever met so he Amen. uh you know we consider him part of the family he's uh he's over here all the time he's great if i'm not mistaken uh dion Fanuf went out one winter and bought Skidoos, and he gave one to Brommer, if I'm not mistaken. Could be I wouldn't left. be surprised because Brommer yeah. probably put in a lot of work for Dion. Yeah. I don't know yeah. Dion, but I'm sure Brommer put in a lot of work. Yeah. He, yeah. His house was immaculate. Yes. No question. Uh, a couple of last questions before you go. And that's uh, Parker Kelly, likely is your winger. Uh, he reminds me of a young kind of version of you where he's always on the move. He's got lots of energy. What advice do you have for Parker Kelly? I, I love Parker. Parker and I get along very well. He, uh, I just appreciate how, how hard he works and, you know, just how fearless he is. He's not a, he's not a big guy, um, but he throws his, he throws his weight around. He goes a hundred miles per hour. Um, you know, he's definitely a little bit of a, a throwback type player. So, you know, whenever, whenever we're playing together and we're playing together a lot of the time, we just try to talk and make things as clear as day. You know, we're just trying to talk about, um, you know, what, what our objective is, how we're going to impact the game the most. Uh, you know, for us, it's, it's really about having tons of energy, about being consistent, about being smart with the puck and, mm. you know, making good decisions. 
and creating, you know, creating energy, you know, scoring timely goals, chipping in on the offense, but really making sure that we kind of bring the same thing night in, night out. And that's how, you know, a, a depth guy or a role guy sticks around. You have to be able to bring that Agreed. same game night in, night out, and you become relied upon for that. And, you know, Parker's done a great job with that and he'll continue to do a good job. Yeah. I, now, I don't even know if you've had to mention this to him, Wally, but at any point you have to talk to him about how to manage his emotions. If, you know, you're up 4-1 with a couple minutes left in the game, maybe don't take a hard run at a certain player or do you just kind of let him unleash himself? We have we haven't had to talk about it yet, so maybe maybe we won't have to. Um, but yeah. but there are points, you know, for for Parker, it's you know he's he's finally getting to the point now, kind of where he's um, you know where he's here. He's a he's a regular. He's gonna yep. be he's gonna be on our team for the last couple of years. Um, you know, he's had to he's had to take and earn anything that he's gotten. So. You know, when a guy's in a in a certain scenario like that, yeah, you know, you just kind of got to let them go and, and do what they need to do. Um, you know, I was, he's just like you said, he's a smaller guy and he uh, he pisses people off on a pretty regular basis. So I always just tell him I got his back. So do whatever you got to do and uh, I'll help you deal with it. <laughs> uh, Wadi, it's good to see you. We don't want to keep you any longer so you can uh, get back to being a parent. Uh, but we appreciate you stopping by as always. <laughs> no, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, I'm excited to be back. I'm really looking forward to this year. Yeah, we're excited too. So we'll be watching you intently to see if you get to 20 goals this season. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna work at it. I gotta uh, like like our team. I need to get off to a uh, better start in, in that sense as well. So it'll be uh, a, a point of focus to play a little bit better here at the start of the year. We, we will be luck. cheering you on. All right, take care, Austin. I appreciate it, guys. And welcome back to the show, brought to you by Gong Show Gear. Go to gongshowgear.ca and get your official Wally Mathot merchandise. Time now. Welcome to the show, the producer, uh, Craig. Hi, sir. Hey, guys. What's happening? Not much. It's September. It Everybody's is. back to school. Lots of fun. Are you guys looking forward to back to school here? You guys all got kids. I'm excited to get these kids out of your house again. I am. Mine are super easy. Yeah. So yeah. like so. my daughter drives. So now they can drive to school. Like I don't have oh, to do anything. That's nice. It does yeah. get a little easier as they start getting older, but yeah. Yeah. It'll be nice to have, have cause we're at like, we're again, we're kind of in a smaller place here right now. Getting everybody out back to school. And I, I got the house to myself to work. Yeah. Day will be nice. <laughs> cause you can't see what's on the other side of this camera. It's just like, this is where my kids hang out. So it's terrible sometimes trying to work during the day, but believe it. and we're right on the cusp there. Speaking of things that are unrecognizable, Matthew threw me off the other day when you dropped a new, you changed your, your Twitter profile. Without oh yes. Yes. He, that's um, one of those things where you're like, you're changing your face to me. You just changed your right. face without telling me. And I had to look I, like, I thought it was, a, I thought it was like a, someone faking something or what was going yeah. on, but where'd you put it? Yeah, I haven't you... changed it since, um, I hadn't changed it since I retired. Cause after Dallas, I changed it back to the send stuff and, I don't know. I was just looking to get something new up there. And I was just kind of sick of looking at that goofy face I was making towards the camera. So we got the finger up there with the crying Jordan meme on, on the tip. And, uh, I don't know. It might, it may, it may not last long. We'll see. Maybe you start changing it more frequently. Is that kind of what we're going to do? Maybe, maybe, but I feel like there's like a, I feel like there's a trick there. Like, is it like, I don't know Wally, how you approach it or you Craig, but like familiarity is important, right? When you're using it and people can immediately identify that it's you. Does that mean, does that matter as far as like numbers and stuff? I don't know. I think it does. I think you're just so does used it? to yeah. seeing something, right? When it changes, you get used to it again. But like, Wally, what's Fair. your, you changed yours after TSN, right? I think. Uh, yeah. Wally's yeah. changed his a couple of yeah, times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, well, so there used to be a study, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if it's Instagram accounts or Twitter profiles, but you're supposed to change your profile pic uh, more off frequently because then it, continues to make people pay attention to you oh. so it generates right but i but if people change like i thought somebody else <laughs> i thought that account was somebody else like i didn't notice that right away that it was your account with the finger i was like oh some asshole has used your finger as their so that's why i was like but i if he's you, the asshole I, if i see it <laughs> yeah. yeah right yeah well <laughs> so if i see your face i always know that twitter account because i just basically see the the icon so it's yep. a, it's an interesting uh, debate, I guess. Yeah. I haven't changed yeah. mine. I've never changed mine. I've had the same one forever. I sh desperately should. It's not a good one. 
if you zoom in, if you zoom in, there's way more going on than what you think. That's what I like about it. But I've never changed it. Like that picture is from literally like 2015, maybe it's like seven years old. Oh, I was gonna great. make fun of those people. Like my, my like using mm-hmm. the CEOs of companies use like their picture from 20 years ago as their headshot. Yeah. Right. I'm like, okay, it might be time to update it. You don't look, you have a hairline now that like, let's move on. Get yeah. Picture. I, I probably look about the same. I just know, I don't know. Like you guys said, familiarity, right? I don't want people to like, well, I change it. I don't know. Like you change your face to me. Most people, I don't even know what they look like. I just know what they're like, their profile <laughs> pics look like. Right. So it's like, it's true. I don't know. Give me yeah, something I can I work stop with. Stop it here. based on if I see the profile pic that I notice. Yeah, for sure. All right, yeah. boys. I don't know. Another thing you got, we're all at the rink these days. I don't know about you guys. It kicked up for me this weekend. I think, and that's where it feels like September now. I don't know if it, yeah. like the, te- the temperature just dropped like exactly. It kind of yep. starts to feel like hockey season right now. So it's, it's, it's weird, good. but I, but, it, but it's a great feeling, right? Like you're finally, it just feels like things are ramping up all over again. And, and I mean, obviously we're on the other end of it now where we're bringing our kids, but still, I, I love it. I love every minute of it. It's so much fun. How'd the tournament go there, Wally? We had a tournament like at yeah. the beginning of September is already into a hockey tournament. Uh, they won it. So that was good. So nice. Uh, a bunch of celebratory yeah. beers afterwards and you're all set that's good that's I good gave weekend. them all rich rocks yeah all the 15 16 year olds <laughs> light up boys <laughs> yeah so it's a great bonding thing for the parents because now we're meeting all new parents new team and so right i just pop down the tailgate and say help yourself so uh that's always good the parking lot's Very nice because nice. it's still nice weather yeah yeah anyway cool we really kind of ran out of runway here boys we're running yeah we're just well you know what i think i think it just speaks volumes on how you know bored things are right now and like i want training camp to start tomorrow i'm so excited for that we'll finally have a bunch of bullshit to talk about so i'm looking forward to it i think we couldn't top what happened when brahmer showed up i think that's where it was like the show peaked at brahm popping into the background there like so that was a nice little yeah and we got any brahmer stories to kind of how would you introduce him to people who didn't know him because he's a hard guy to explain who he is yeah and, and he's got job. an interesting he's got an interesting gig but like he's just he's so hands-on right so and his like for me at least from my experience playing in ottawa the man never has a bad day like yeah. he's always in a good mood he's always sure. smiling and he's and as you guys heard earlier like he's willing to help everybody out like he reached out to me uh, when I was at the rink there, like doing coverage, I ran into him and he's like, Hey, anything you need, Mark, you know, you want me to fix anything up around the house, anything, he's just a handyman. He can do whatever you want. So, um, that goes a long way for players. Cause typically speaking as Wally knows, when he came by to help me hang up some pictures, um, we're not very good at doing basic chores. So having handy guys to help us out is always a welcoming sign, especially during the season when you're in the middle of your career and you're so busy. Well, and you have to trust them. That's another thing, right? And, and so one. he's one of those guys you're like, I trust him wholeheartedly with anything. So yeah, he's the agreed. fixer and he's the guy that will get stuff done. Yep. That's probably. I agree. Him I and agree. I have like a weird bond because he was he was never like a travel with the team guy when I was there. Like, so he was always stuck at home and I never traveled with the team either. Right. So he's the guy I'd always see like Tuesday morning. The team's on a two week road trip and like him and I are still in their grind. And so we always had a nice little yeah. kind of get you kind of get that little uh, relationship you build. hundred percent. I, I miss that guy. He never, never. He's always in a great mood. Super positive attitude. Works harder than anybody. Yeah. It makes yeah. it a nice little, nice little reminder around the ring. Agreed. Just a regular well, that- ass dude. Cheers to Brahmer yeah. uh, as we close out the show and say uh, thanks for tuning in. This has been another edition of the Wally and Mathot Show. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
it. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.